Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Grant Peel. Grant is a highly skilled and driven filmmaker with a unique approach to storytelling, crafting visually stunning films that captivate audiences. With a strong focus on owning his role on set and adopting a fox, chicken, and chicken seed approach to the prop to problem solving, he has risen to become a respected senior creative director of Muse Storytelling. Grant and his team have traveled to over 100 companies in pursuit of stories, working with brands such as Apple, Fujifilm, Four Seasons, and the NFL. Through his education work with Muse Storytelling, Grant has shared his knowledge and expertise with aspiring filmmakers all over the world, empowering the next generation of storytellers to develop their own unique voice and style. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Grant Peel. Excited to be with you, Ed. Well, first off, Grant, why do you do what you do? Well, in truth, Ed, I owe my filmmaking career to my sons. So uh, I don't know how many other people could um, associate with this, but I had put my dreams on hold uh, for a really long time. Uh, I had always wanted to be an artist, always wanted to have um, a voice. And uh, instead of pursuing that as a career, instead, I went into real estate and auctioneering. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's like 25, hit a bit of 30, hit a bit of 35 and five, hit a bit of five, hit a bit of 35, right? That kind of a lifestyle. And um, it was in putting my boys to bed each night that I realized that I wasn't modeling the lifestyle that I wanted for them. Uh, and so I drew a line in the sand. And so just over 10 years ago, I said, I am going to become a filmmaker. And so uh, I owe that to that motivation to my boys. Um, but in truth, the motivation to express and to create um, story comes out of a desire to improve the world. And um, we as a team, um, and it's true for me as well, believe that a really well-told story has the power to change the world. And that's what we want to do um, as individual artists, but equally we want to empower other artists to tell powerful stories as well, um, because we believe that the world has ample opportunity and a need for incredible story and uh, improvement. And you say something that I think sounds counterintuitive when you first hear it, but I think it makes a lot of sense is why do you think that great storytelling comes more from focus than freedom? Yeah. So um, probably one mental exercise that I could um, demonstrate that with would be to encourage you right now um, to imagine a blank canvas and you have 90 seconds to complete a compelling image. Go. Um, now, allow me to offer some constraints. Um, I'm going to ask you to imagine using only finger paints um, in the hues of red. And I would like for you to create a compelling image that expresses the first time that your heart was broken. You have 90 seconds. Go. I think that you probably can imagine that you're going to be more successful under the second prompt than you would under the first prompt. Um, and in part, that's because in truth, creativity is born out of constraint not out of complete freedom. Um, the difference in, you know, going, well, I don't want to, I don't want the constraint of, you know, I don't want to em embrace discipline in my storytelling. I'm an artiste. <laughs> I want freedom. I want to be in charge, you know, all of those kinds of things. Well, the good news is that we can be, uh, we can be in charge of those constraints, but the more that we hold ourselves accountable to them, the more focused our work will have. Um, and as a result of that, it can drive a larger impact. 
Um, and so this is true uh, if you're an aspiring creative, whether you're a filmmaker, a photographer, an, an artist, a, a crafter, anything of that nature, or perhaps you're an entrepreneur, perhaps you're a small business owner or a small business owner who looks to scale uh, to become a unicorn. Um, in truth, the more that we have the strength and the ability to create and tell our own individual story, um, the more return uh, on investment you're going to have as a business owner. Um, and so we invite the discipline of storytelling, the idea that there is a structure with which one can greet um, and embrace around story in order to assure success. And, uh, and so that's why, you know, we think that, you know, most often people greet um, this storytelling with one of two approaches. One, they get arrested by the blank canvas and they make no decision. Um, uh, or, or two, they really don't follow any sense of uh, structure or discipline to the work that they're doing. And therefore what they create has, uh, is way is milk toast. It's, it's, it's muddy. It's not as clear, precise and impactful as it possibly could be. You know, it's interesting that we're seeing that also with the emergence of say, uh, AI and what we're, we're with regard to what you prompt things for. And they, they, they'll, they'll tell you the more specific you, you can make your prompt, the better result you're going to get from, say, ChatGPT or from Dolly. Uh, there, it's, all, it's all about the same thing, putting limitations around the machine's creative process, so to speak. Unquestionably. And I, and I you, you say AI and I get excited. The, the hairs on the back of my neck uh, stand up. I, I love the, the idea that we're going to be able to leverage these tools in more strong and powerful ways in order to be more effective storytellers. Um, and your, your observation here is so spot on that, you know, if we just leave it open and generic to interpretation, um, the work is going to have is going to be so much less compelling. But when you can prompt yourself or AI, hold yourself accountable to that set of constraints, the work that you do is going to be all that much more powerful. One of my friends does some creative work, and he said that he one of the things he's using ChatGPT to do is to give him prompts for Dolly. So <laughs> you, it's, it's an incredible, powerful creative loop that is being built in all of these AI tools. And when we can be the impetus, the architect in, you know, in inviting each of these AI tools to create and iterate, you know, with among themselves and to play, um, I, I get so absolutely excited about the emergence of new technology um, around storytelling. And part of the reason that that excites me is that, you know, I feel like the world is abundant with great and in want of great story. And so I feel like the more that we can strengthen incredible storytellers to be effective, um, you know, the better place that we're going to create as a world. And what are some of those questions that you help people who come to you and say, all right, I have a story to tell. And maybe it is something that's, you know, a little bit too broad. Yeah. So the first thing that we do is, you know, there, there's a whole host of different constraints with which we invite uh, thought and consideration around story. Um, but two powerful ones that I'll share. Um, one, uh, we help them identify uh, the heart of their story, the the singular vision with which they can tell that story most effectively. Um, because I think that, you know, as, as small business owners, uh, all too often, the expectation is what well, we need to hear from. And then you go down the laundry list of all the different positions, right? We want to interview the CEO and the marketing director, and we need to hear from a client and we want, you know, it just becomes so muddied and it becomes a big information dump on people. It's very uncompelling. Um, and in truth, you know, the metrics on your website are going to reflect that. Um, so we really help them understand that like a really compelling story comes from one singular voice. 
Um, and then beyond that, the other constraints that we identify and that we agree upon before we even begin any of the process of identifying the specific story is that we invite uh, conversation around keywords. And those keywords are going to help create the, that agreed focus, the constraints with which we're going to work. It's, you know, arriving at the analogy of we're going to use finger paints and use red and express the first time that our heart was broken. Um, and so we invited a series of questions. What, what makes this story unique? Um, what, what is it? Who is the audience for this story? Um, what, what do we want the audience uh, to feel uh, in seeing this story? What is the purpose of telling this story? And um, what do we want the audience to do? And so we arrive at those five keywords. And once we have consensus around those five keywords, we now have a methodology of being able to actually say, after we've completed it, delivered it to the client and they've sent it into the world, we can measure whether that was successful or not. Um, and it also allows us common vocabulary around being able to make the, the future decisions around who's the heart of the story, what is it, the story arc, all of the, all of the plot points that we're going to follow and everything, every decision that waterfalls down from there. Um, but that entire process really has made uh, people comment back to us after we've completed work with them that they say, you see us more clearly than we see ourselves. And that is, uh, an, you know, one of the metrics by which uh, we can always measure success in working with uh, other teams and telling their stories is, is that level of clarity around going, wow, like, yeah, okay. You know, so often we just get caught in the day to day and we aren't even really reflective of what it is we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, what we're doing it for and, and what we hope people take away. And Grant, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Ed, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And um, hero is a big word. Um, and, you know, words in our world matter so significantly. And um, I think that I'm, I'm hesitant to, to call anyone in my life a true hero in the way that I haven't needed to be saved, quote unquote. Um, but I think in the spirit of the question, and I understand why you ask it and frame it in that way, um, I would say that, that I'd love to share briefly two. One, professionally. Um, professionally, a hero of mine is Ira Glass. Um, you know, Ira Glass is the, the creator of This American Life, an NPR radio program that um, has captured the heart and attention of a nation for decades now. Um, and in part, one of the reasons that he is a hero of mine is that he has mastered storytelling, but he's done it from a place of vulnerability. He does it from a place of acknowledging that um, when we first begin, our, our taste, our sensibilities for great story exceed our own talents. And we have to be willing to muddy through all of that acknowledgement. We have to be willing to know that when we first begin, we're not going to be as good as we want to be. And that it requires just doing and doing and doing in order to actually master something. And for that level of inspiration, his willingness to do that and his ability to have mastered this, uh, you know, storytelling process and captivate me on a weekly basis. Uh, I'm, I'm completely indebted to Ira Glass and his work. And then personally, um, my father and my mom divorced when I was two. Um, and my father has not always been a part of my daily life, but one of the things that I would have to acknowledge is that my father at one point in his life grew up in a house that had a dirt floor and he did not have indoor plumbing in his home until he was a senior in high school. Um, and to have seen the opportunities that he has um, invited me into and has inspired me uh, to become and to now know the lifestyle that my boys have 
uh, you know, just two generations removed from the dirt floors and, and no indoor plumbing. Um, I'm forever grateful for what, what he's instilled in me and the inspiration with which he's provided uh, that I need to have awakened to and pursue my dreams. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for each of those two gentlemen. And lastly, Grant, how can somebody contact you? So uh, I get excited to be able to share that you could email me directly, grant at musestorytelling.com, and uh, I welcome that. But I think more powerfully, uh, I would invite you to check out the Muse Storytelling YouTube channel, which is directly youtube.com slash muse storytelling. Uh, and we share a lot of our um, philosophy, a lot of our approach to filmmaking uh, on that channel. And it's not just specific to gear. Um, we really feel that we are gear agnostic and that more so the mindset and approach to storytelling is what's really going to help you uh, find value. And so we concentrate on that there. Um, and then we have storyfirst.com, which is um, where we encourage people who are looking to uh, further their education more directly in storytelling uh, to visit. And we have a, a host of offerings there and are always uh, launching new things uh, there as well. I'm excited to say that we have a very large initiative that's happening in the very near future over there. Uh, more details at storyfirst.com. But um, yeah, that, you know, any one of those three places, directly, YouTube, or storyfirst.com. All right. Grant Peel, Creative Director, Senior Creative Director at Muse Storytelling. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks for having me. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.